welcome to the Cheer Up Podcast. I am your host, Kara R. Hunt, and with me is prolific author and speaker, Sherry Swalwell. How are you today, Sherry? I am doing great. And you know, you are as prolific as I am. So everything that you say about me gets turned right back to you. (laughs) Seriously, your book touched so many people's lives. And I just want to encourage people to go out there and pick up the Habakkuk series, because you will truly, truly be blessed. Oh, thank you. And yeah, um, again, uh, again, this is the Cheer Up Podcast. And for those of you who are new to joining us, um, Sherry and I are the hosts of this podcast, but we are also both Christian novelists. And Sherry, though, also uh, has several, many, many, many books on devotions, um, excuse me, many devotional books. I should say, um, including various topics, um, parenting, uh, being one of them and being a caregiver, being another one of them. And there are so many. So please go to her website and she'll be giving you, um, that, uh, information, um, at the end of this episode, uh, to be able to go there. So, and, uh, we just want to thank you guys for joining us again. And thank you for all of our returning listeners, our faithful listeners who have been with us from the beginning. And we just want to know, we thank you. We we, we appreciate you. You have no idea um, how much we, we truly, truly, truly uh, appreciate you. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, uh, you can find us on all major podcasting platforms. So, um, and if you do, please download, subscribe, like, whatever they ask you to do, um, because if you subscribe, then you'll be able to find out every time we have a new episode. Um, and if you download it, that'll let them know that you like the episode as well. So, um, and then some of them, I think you can click a like or, you know, or something like that. So if you do all of that, it really helps um, get the word out, uh, spread the word about the podcast. Okay, for those of you, uh, as you know, we this is the very last episode of our, what started off as our summer series. <laughs> so it kind of moved into the fall, and we're wrapping up. This is the very last uh, episode of it, and um, since June 7th to, to now, we have been covering a book, a novel by talk about a prolific author, uh, C.S. Lewis. Um, a lot of people may know him from Chronicles of Narnia, Lions, Whip, and a Witch, and a, excuse me, Lion, Lions, Whip, Lion, Witch, and a Wardrobe. Am I saying that, Sherry? Am I saying that right? I keep feeling yes, like I got the, the number. The, the, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay, Philip. I kept feeling like one of them supposed to have an S on it, and it didn't. Okay. (laughs) So, yes, you may know him from the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe, and other books that he has written. And this one he has written, he also wrote. It is called The Screw Tape Letters. And the book is essentially exactly what the title insinuates. It is Letters that Screwtape writes to his nephew. What makes this book different and unique is that Uncle Screwtape, who's writing the letters, is a demon. And he is writing these letters to his new novice, uh, young nephew, 
Wormwood, who is also a demon. Uncle Screwtape is much higher in hierarchy of demons than Wormwood is. So he's kind of taking um, Wormwood under his, he's kind of tutoring him or mentoring him, I guess you could say, in demonship when it comes to that. And so these are the 30, the book, the Screwtape letters are 31 letters that Uncle Screwtape, the demon, is writing to his nephew demon, Wormwood. And he's pretty much instructing him on how to handle his very first human. And in those, in, and that is what the whole book is, is, is about. And so the whole book is really about spiritual warfare. So, but if you're asking hierarchy of demons, Kara, what are you talking about? Or demons, really? Are they real? Uh, we really encourage you to go, as you listen to this episode, to go and listen to the June 7th episode, where we definitely, we talk about all of that. Talk about why we covering while we're covering the screw tape letters, the relevance it has in our lives today and every day as Christians and believers and non believers alike. And uh we also talk about what the Bible has to say about demons. And it and we answer a lot of questions. Well the Bible answers a lot of questions about demons and we go through those scriptures like the hierarchy of demons. Can demons possess someone or can they do things to people and can they do things to animals? And so we kind of go through that in a very first introductory episode of Screw Table Letters. And I believe that episode was on June 7th. So um, if this is your first time joining us, you definitely, or you kind of caught in at the, 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 the last couple of letters, but you didn't quite get the be- beginning, I would definitely go back to that June 7th episode. It really kind of lays um, a biblical foundation about the book that we are discussing. All right, we are on the very last letter that Uncle Screwtape is writing to his nephew, Wormwood. Just to catch you up really quick, um, Wormwood was assigned his very first human, and the whole point of for Wormwood was to get that human to end up in hell. Right, he was to direct him away from God, Jesus, or anything like that in every way possible. But he has not been successful. Every time he tried to get his human entangled into something that would distract him, or cause him issues, or cause him problems, and believe you me, he tried. Little nephew Wormwood tried. It was his first uh, human, and he was definitely trying everything he could to. Um, under his um, instructions from his uncle Screwtape, he was trying everything he could to get this human to fail, to end up in hell. And, but, and oh, it's very important to remember that this was written, the book was written in um, 1940s and uh, 1941, I believe it to be, to be more exact. But um, so his human as male, around 30-something years of age, I think, and he is uh, lives in Europe. So it's 1940s, he's a young male in Europe, and war has come to his hometown. Um, 
very much so. In the last couple of episodes, we hear how he reacted during the air raids and and everything else. And so, but the whole time, from beginning to end, is Wormwood has tried to take this man through all sorts of stuff, <laughs> you know, to try to secure his place, you know, in the pit. And he, everything he's tried so far has been unsuccessful. And what has really upset his his uncle screw tape is that Wormwood let his human fall in love with a very devout Christian girl and who has a who comes from a very good family, very strong faith uh in the Lord, in God, uh uh strong prayer life, uh, uh to the point where he even describes like how could you even let him uh like get in contact with this girl because she's exactly who we want to steer him away from. I mean, like her whole family is this way. So yeah, we we can't let him stay there. You gotta do what you gotta do. Well, things don't end well. Okay. So now we're in letter thirty one. And I am just going to read just a few um and this is the this is the very last letter, so this is the only one we'll be covering um in this episode. And I'm just gonna read some clips from the from the letter. This is the Uncle Screw Tape talking to his nephew Wormwood, and he is incensed to say the least with what has happened. And uh he says to to Wormwood, he's like, you have let a soul slip through your fingers. The howl for that loss re-echoes at this moment through all levels of the kingdom. How well I know what happened at the instant when they snatched him from you. There was a sudden clearing of his eyes, was there not? As he saw you for the first time and recognized the part you had had in him, and he knew that you had it no longer. So basically, this is saying that the human that Wormwood had been assigned has now died. He has now died. And that is what he is saying, like, you have let the soul slip through your fingers. And he is very upset about that. Um, and he, he, when he when he is saying... And I know what happened at the instant when they snatched him from you. By they, he's talking about angels. And he's also saying that there was a clearing of his eyes, was there not, when he saw you for the first time. And he recognized who you were and that you you that you had been a part of him, but you no longer are a part of him no longer. So that's, that's what uh, Screwtape is talking about. And then he continues. He says, just think. And let this be the beginning of your agony. Just think what he felt at that moment. He felt as if a scab had fallen from an old sore, as if he were emerging from a hideous shell-like tatter, as if he shuffled off for good and all, as if he shuffled off for good a defiled, wet, clinging garment. By hell, it is misery enough to see them in their mortal days taking off dirtied and uncomfortable clothes and splashing in hot water and giving little grunts of pleasure, stretching their eased limbs. What then of this final stripping, this complete cleansing away from the hideous shell that they that he was living in? Oh, Wormwood, he got through so easily. 
There were no gradual misgivings, no doctor's sentence, no doctor's diagnosis, no nursing home, no no operation, no operating room, no false hopes of life. Um, none of that. None of that wormwood. It was just sheer instantaneous liberation. One moment, it seemed to be all our world. The scream of the bombs, the fall of the houses, the stink and taste of high explosives on the lips and in the lungs, their feet burning with weariness, the heart cold with horror, the brain reeling and their legs aching. Then the next moment, all this was gone, gone like a bad dream, never again to be of any account. Did you mark how naturally this earth-born vermin entered into the new life? Do you know that as he saw you, he also saw them? He's referring to the angels. I know how it was. You reeled back dizzy and blinded, more hurt by them than he had ever been by bombs. The degradation of it, that this thing of earth and slime could stand upright and converse with spirits before whom you, another spirit, could only cower. He had no faintest conception till that very hour of how they would look. He even doubted their existence. But when he saw them, he knew that he had always known them. And he had realized what part each one of them had played at many an hour in his life. Now he could say, so it was you all the time. He's referring to the, the man talking to the angels. And then he continues. He said, recognition made him free of their company almost before the limbs of his corpse became quiet. Only you were left outside. He saw not only them, he saw him. That's with a capital H. This animal, this begotten thing in a bed, this thing that was begotten in a bed could look on him with a capital H. What is blinding, suffocating fire to you is now a cool light to him. And it's clarity itself. And he wears the form of a man. And then he goes on to talk about how Wormwood is going to pay for his mistake. Um, and he's going to pay dearly. <laughs> and Wormwood is no longer going to exist. There are no more letters because Uncle Screwtape is going to make sure that Wormwood, even though he's a spirit, he is going to be fed to him and the other spirits. And he's like, you failed. This was an utter failure. I am going to raven, you know, I am ravenous, ravenously anticipating eating you along with the other spirits down here. Um, and Wormwood begs for his life. He's like, don't you have any compassion for me? I'm your nephew, you know, and all this other type of stuff. And he's like, no, 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 no. Wormwood, there will be hell to pay. So in this, last letter and and I didn't go into detail of it but the human he was uh blown away it sounds like by a bomb and it wasn't pretty and I didn't go into that part of it but as he was dying he saw angels and he also saw wormwood and he saw wormwood cower before those angels and he saw them. He wasn't even sure that the, this is the human. He wasn't even sure that he completely believed in angels. But now he's like, you're real. 
So you were the one who helped me through this incident. You were the one who helped me with that. You were the one who did this. And you were the one when I was a little child who did that. And now they're going to usher him into heaven. But not before he gets to see him, right? And that's what um, Uncle Screwtape, you know, is really, really upset about. He's like, the, 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 him, him, him. You know, he gets to see him, this, this, this thing that was begotten in a bed, how made of earth and slime. He gets to see him like, yeah, this is what you've done, Wormwood. Like he gets to see him, you know, and only you can cower and hide because you're powerless when he is on, when he is, you know, around. But yet this, this thing gets to see him and he gets to be embraced by him and he gets to be ushered into heaven and welcomed into his arms. And oh, Wormwood, you are going to pay for this mistake. Not only has he died, but you're going to die as well. Um, however a spirit can die. Okay. So, but you could tell from the letter that him and the other demonic spirits ate him. Um, so what are your thoughts on all of that, Sherry? I think you explained it so well. You gave such a great vivid picture of it. And it's kind of like what we were talking about. I think it was last week, maybe it was two weeks ago where I truly believe that God is going to well, he, he promised to never leave us or forsake us. So when it is our time to go, if we are a believer, if we are his follower, we will be, he will be right there with us from our last breath to our first breath. And that actually really excites me. I know, right? And, you know, Screwtape also talks about how he had a smile on his face. Now, this man has, you know, I don't know if he was running from the bombs, running to save someone, trying to do something, right? But he was killed in the midst of whatever he was doing. And he's dialing, He's taking his last breath with a smile on his face. Only believers will be able to do that. Rest assured in what Sherry and I are telling you, that if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth as your Lord and Savior, really consider doing so. Because if you're not serving God, then you're serving the enemy. And as Sherry made clear in the past, two or three episodes, why would you want to serve someone who's never happy, whose only goal is to steal, kill, and destroy? And it is one of those things, one of those decisions that we all have to make. It doesn't, as we learn through these letters, it doesn't, it doesn't make us immune from what's happening in life. It doesn't make us immune from the trials and tribulations that are happening. This man, he had become a full follower of the Lord, of Christ. And he had surrounded himself with people who served as, who had that same fervor. And, but yet he was a victim, a fatal victim in a war that he probably had no say so in that people way above his pay grade had decided needed to happen or was going to happen regardless. And yet he was caught in the middle of it. He was a casualty of it, but he didn't lose. He didn't lose. He still became victorious because in the end, he went to his eternal home. And that's what's really, really important. And I'm going to let you wrap it up, Sherry, from there. Carrie couldn't have said it any better. 
we all are the whole reason why Kara and I decided to to do the screw tape letters was because we had gotten into a conversation ourselves about the slippery slide of of Christianity and how people yes I think that there is sometimes a mindset and I know that when I was growing up when I was a little kid um, the mindset was if you pray the prayer that it's your get out of hell free card. But that is so not true. God says in Romans 10, 9, and give me one second because I'm going to find it for you right here. I want to read it straight from the word of God. So God tells us in Romans 10, 9, he says, sorry, my mouth is faster than my fingers. Here we go. He says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved. So it's more than just praying the prayer. It's, it's believing it in your heart. It's surrendering your life. Yes. That is the beginning of a relationship with Jesus Christ. So like Kara said, just because you pray the prayer, you're not, not tempted anymore. You're not going to live a life free from tribulation. We've been talking about that every single week. John 16:33 tells us we will have tribulation in this world. But do we want to live serving the master who loves us, who wants the best for us, who helps us, who gives us the Holy Spirit living inside of us to help us, to give us the strength to do the things that we need to do? Or do we want to serve a master who is selfish? And whose only goal is to come and kill, steal, and destroy us individuals. So if you are at that crossroad, if you have been thinking about it, and if you want to make that decision today, if you want to pray and speak with your mouth, but also believe in your heart that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, I have a prayer that um, I would love for you to pray with me. So as I pray it, or as I say it, repeat it after me, and God says, in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be saved. Oh, Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I believe you died on the cross and that you rose again and you're seated on the throne. Jesus, forgive me for all that I have done wrong and I choose to forgive all others. Come into my life today and forever. I am yours. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. If, you prayed that, if you prayed that prayer, we want to say welcome to the family. And we want to encourage you that this is just the beginning. Like I just talked about a few minutes ago, this is not a get out of hell free card. This is the beginning of a wonderful relationship with the Holy Spirit, with God the Father, and with Jesus Christ. We want you to grow in that relationship, and we want you to learn how to grow in that relationship. I, part of my heart, or a lot of my heart, is to encourage people in their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's why I started the Jesus in the Everyday membership. If you would head over to my website, you can check it out and see um, it's 365 days of encouragement in your inbox. It's prayers, it's worship songs, it's devotionals, it's um, things to just set your heart right and set your mind on Jesus every single day. 
And it's a way to jumpstart a conversation with him and a way for you to see how he is involved in every single area of our lives. I call them Jesus hugs, but basically it's just seeing God in our everyday and seeing him and how he answers our prayers and how he um, just loves on us. So maybe you have an amazing marriage and you have a husband who, or a wife, who meets every need of yours, who just knows you so well and just loves to lavish their love on you. Well, take that to the hundredth, thousandth, millionth degree. And that's what Jesus wants to do every single day of your life. So I just want to encourage you that um, that this is the beginning, and it's the beginning of something great. Head over to Kara's website, kararhunt.com, K-A-R-A-R-H-U-N-T.com. And um, another way that we can fill up and another way that we can grow our relationship um, and learn biblical truth is through fiction through biblical fiction. Kara has an amazing series, the Habakkuk series, Paper Dolls. You will love it. And I'll tell you what, these are real life people with real life situations turning to God. So it's basically just having another friend in your life. So um, check those out as well. Uh, If you need prayer or encouragement, or if you prayed this prayer and you want to share it with us, email us at kirapodcast at gmail.com or head over to Facebook, join our Facebook group, Cheer Up Podcast, and join that community as well. We are so glad that you're here. Next week, it starts a new month. Next week is October, and we're going to start talking about rest and the Sabbath. The Sabbath is something that God talks about in Exodus. He talks about it in Deuteronomy. He talks about it throughout the Bible, and it's a command that he gives. So what is the Sabbath? Is it something that we should still be observing? How do you go about doing the Sabbath? Do you have to do it on a certain day? Do you have to do it a certain way? Is everybody the same? What exactly is the Sabbath? Why do we have it? And what are we supposed to do with it? We're going to be tackling all of that next month. And I'm really, really excited. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Have a great rest of your week. And we will talk to you next week. Oh, 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 oh,